I'm going to recite a poem for you all today. <laughs> this is not even the first time you've done this. Okay, recite the poem. <laughs> what happens to a dream deferred? Does it turn into the <laughs> hip-hop misery? No Kathy Bates. Do we get a house of pain and the game? Mash up, no Tasha Mac or Curtis Payne. Thank y'all. Snap, snaps all around, snaps all around. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sydney. What we watched this week? Because that that is pertinent somehow. So what we watched this week? This week we tuned into TV movie Fanatic, released 2019, currently available to stream on BET Plus, starring. Hosea Chanchez, uh, famously known as Malik Eldebarge-Wright from the game, and Denise Lawton, uh, who we both know as Dana from House of Pain. All right, we're going to start the show. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all, I'm Sid. And this is The New Chitlin Circuit. We review indie, low-budget, and direct-to-TV black films. Kicking off this week's episode, we have the 60-second challenge, Sponsored this week by a special sponsor, you, the listener. As always, we really appreciate your support. So feel free to like and subscribe and share this episode with your friends as well. Uh, So this week, Alexis will be summarizing the plot for Fanatic in one minute or less. Are you ready? Yes. All right. I'm going to start the clock right now. All right, so in this alternate universe, uh, League League, Eldebarge Wright <laughs> is a rapper um, named Dom D. And after mm-hmm. one night of blazing the stage, <laughs> he runs yep. into this girl named Alexis, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. No relation, just different Alexis. And one night stand, does it like a celebrity does, just throws her away after he's done. But mm-hmm. she goes crazy because the next time they see each other, he act like she don't, he don't even know her. Huh. Mm-hmm. And... Mm. That's apparently all it took for her to go on a crime spree. (laughs) Um, Where she then kidnaps him, beats the girl down, uh, whoops his security's ass, kills him, kidnaps Tom D and and goes shooting all over the place. And um, that's truthfully this movie. (laughs) Yeah. That's all. That's it, y'all. And you had a whole four seconds left, you know? So that was oh, great. Okay. I'm <laughs> feeling good. Great. I feel like I'm back on the I'm back on the back on the wagon. Like I'm not, you know, I feel like I fell off for a while not being yeah, able you to definitely get in the Yeah, yeah, because look, you was at your two strikes and I was getting worried for a yeah. second because we got enough going on with a pandemic and stuff. It was like, damn, now I gotta find a new co host. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I am hoping to avoid that outcome for us all. <laughs> well, look, y'all know what didn't happen in the movie uh, after this description. So what, I, mm-hmm. what I'm burning to know from you, Sydney, is what do you think about this movie? Like, what did you feel after you finished watching it? Um, My general consensus during the whole movie while watching is, are they serious? What the hell? No, what the hell? No, for real. That's 
that's most of my notes that I have here on about different scenes in the movie. Um, it's really just the hip hop version of Misery. You seen that with Kathy Bates? She was crazy as hell uh, in did that. I? Okay. American. <laughs> Kathy deserved them Oscars, honey. Um, but yeah, that's what I thought. I said, okay, this was an interesting spin on that type of movie in an obsessed person. Um, I was expecting more. I'll, we can get into this later towards the end of the movie for like a, a grand fight scene, kind of like obsessed with Beyonce when she kicked that white girl's ass, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, we didn't really get that, but it, this was some leisure watching and it wasn't scary, which was great. Cause I thought it would be a, a thriller for spooky season. <laughs> so yeah. What did you think? I too anticipated it being a, a thriller for spooky season, as you say. And mm-hmm. I told you before I watched it that I want to watch it before the lights go out, like before the sun goes down, because I'm a big scaredy cat. But yeah, yeah. I could watch this at midnight alone <laughs> in a warehouse, and I still wouldn't have been scared, which exactly. is a good thing for me. Yeah. Um, I I can't say I, I can't say the movie's good, but I can say I think I had an okay an okay time. I think I had an okay time watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, maybe about fifteen minutes in, I have a note that says, "Okay, so this is um this okay, we're having fun." This is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. And all in all, while I say I, I I can't call the movie good, I won't call the movie bad because I think everybody who made this understood what was going on. Agreed. <laughs> I think everybody knew what was happening and like <laughs> where their constraints were and where the where the hurdles might have been yeah i didn't walk away from this movie like but, hating that i you know spent an hour and a half watching it so that was a good thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and for that reason i will spend the rest of this like episode the rest of this review mm-hmm. having fun yeah <laughs> i think they did when they made That's this let's have some fun <laughs> So the movie opens up with Dom D blazing the stage, right? Mm-hmm. This is the opening scene. And, you know, I I always appreciated Hosea Sanchez um, yes. in the game as mm-hmm. Link Link, the $40 million kid. Scratch that, $80 million kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a fun actor. And in the game, I got the immediate tie-in because in the game, Leak Leak's character, mm-hmm. like his character was like a rapper on the side too. Right. So, well, he tried. So what did you think of that? Good. It seemed like he was having fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time. I think if there's one thing that you and I can do at any point in time is relate anything we watch back to the game or back to House of Pain. Easily. Yeah. There's, this movie was always a great a place for that skill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was an easy time yeah. for both of those. So we got Jose Chanchez from the game, and then we got Lil Dana, who uh, worked in Flizzizoid's barbershop in the cut <laughs> on <laughs> House of Pain. So, you know, just mm-hmm. great little nuggets there. Now, what I will say, because I got the immediate connections for the game. The House of Pain mm-hmm. connection took longer for me while I was watching it, because I was like, this girl looked familiar. Mm-hmm. And I realized, this is Kiki. <laughs> no, this is Dana. Dana, yeah. But... Kiki's a missed opportunity. Kiki, that actress, would have nailed she this. She could have been real crazy. <laughs> that would have been great for yeah. her. Yeah. Because yeah. she was the one, she was the barber in the shop always threatening to get her blade. Yeah. <laughs> threatening to like, get her <laughs> Got knife. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. She so would have been good in this. She would have right? been good. 
But the connection that I fell on was really more like fall from grace meets Mm. like, (laughs) like a, like some type of twisted, like misery fall from grace type of thing. It was the color grading. The movie looks like fall from grace. It does look like fall. That's a good point. Yeah. Cause I mean, it doesn't have like that crazy ass plot twist, like fall from grace. Imagine instead of like her just being a fanatic, she had a basement full of rappers. Like imagine. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a, she might have. You know, I want to take your hot take from when we did one last thing. Maybe Tyler Perry should have did this movie. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think. This you think it would have been, been better? I think it would have been better if Tyler Perry did it. Cause hear me out. Hear me out. Cause we would have had, still, we have an iconic Tyler Perry character from the TPU. We got Dana in this. Mm-hmm. But then he probably would have brought in somebody else to like come and looking for uh, Dom D. Maybe he was like one of Medea's only famous relatives. So like one of her <laughs> famous great nephews. That would have been good. <laughs> I do think Medea Solves a Crime would be a really good movie. That'd be really good. <laughs> That'd be great. He, I don't know why he hasn't done that. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Perry, um, TPZ, if I can call you that, we're giving you a lot of great things on the show. I can. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I'm cute and professional. Keep it cute, Mr. Perry. Um, if you if you ever come across the new Chitlin Circuit and you listen to this episode, hit us up. I think we could we could be of some assistance in the writers' room for a Medea mystery film. Even though I know you have retired her character, but mm-hmm. still, do it for the fans. Okay, that's a that's a hot take out of the gate. Usually we we save takes like that for the end, but that's fitting. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tyler Perry would have made this movie a little bit more um palatable. Yeah. I think yeah, entertaining is the word because the movie has so many quirky things going on, like the the set and the like clearly there are production constraints on budget on the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. But like because some things there were just not gonna be as um believable as it would if there was a bigger budget they should have played into that more tyler perry tends to do that like when the like those wigs i I feel like that was a (laughs) that had to have been a joke like (laughs) you know like when you know back in tyler's mind he knew that right if he knew the wigs was gonna go viral and he said look Let's find some crazy shook out wigs and let's put it on. Uh, I forgot the lady's name. Let's put it on her in one scene. Then we come back tomorrow, put the crazier twist wig it. on her. Just twist it up. <laughs> make it really shook out. That'll yeah. really cause a stir. And that's going to make people watch my movie. If he thought about that, genius. Otherwise, that's just bad continuity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But you know how, you, like, when you watch a movie or even when you watch, like, hood movies on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, like, it's like because they know that they don't have the budget for like great special effects for gunfire, they just yeah. play it up. They just like exaggerate it. So you have to lean into it and exaggerate. And this movie, it could have used some of that type of spice. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I think this movie leaned a lot on like soap opera e tropes uh, to kind of mm. get the point across. So like there, I guess we find out that Homegirl is nutty because of this like traumatic experience she had in her childhood after first Mm -hmm. finding her father uh bent over in his wheelchair from having a stroke and then she is assaulted by a gang of boys 
uh, when she's in high school and that really, you know, sent her over the edge and she never, you know, came to the police about it. And now she is out here kidnapping people. And turns out Dom D isn't even really this player player. He got a wife at home and she just kind of let him yeah. do his thing for the people. So that's what kind of threw it off. Is yeah. her backstory. So the kidnapper, Alexis, her backstory is given to us because his wife, now what does work in the story is his wife is a journalist. Mm-hmm. So that's why she can like sleuth out all these facts and find him while yeah. he's, you know, locked up. But she's not like an <laughs> investigative journalist. She's like, she like works for the source or like vibes, like the equivalent right, of like Vibe magazine. She's like, what made you fall in love with hip hop? That's the kind of journalist she is. <laughs> No, Imagine like, Karen Civil out here sleuthing out a case. Oh god! <laughs> is that what she does? Every you have to tell me what she does every time because I have no idea what her job is. I think Karen Civil does a lot of things. So she is uh sorry, Miss Civil, if I got this wrong, sis. But I'm gonna sum it up. So she is a digital entrepreneur, I guess, of sorts. So she she built oh, the website blog Karen Civil. Dot com. Then she works in like oh, PR like Perez Hilton, kind of, but not like gossipy. Like she be getting just oh. like exclusive like interviews and stuff, which just because she has a lot of good relationships with people in hip hop. Because she used to be in PR. Well, oh, like Miss Deb. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I need an equivalent. <laughs> like if Miss Deb was Wendy Williams, like I don't know what to say. Except Karen Civil don't really be doing like talk show host things. I don't think. I think she maybe huh. hosts some stuff. Honestly, I don't really know. I need to look that look more into Kevin Civil's <laughs> background. I just know she'd be on the internet, and that's kind of. I feel like Miss Deb is the closest proxy we could settle on today. Okay, that's. I could live with that. Yeah, I can live with that. So yeah, let's get into a few scenes. If any of these called out to you, I would love to know which ones did. Because the first one is when, that I want to talk about. The first one I want to talk about is when they hook up. Like when Dom D first meets Alexis, like in these first couple of scenes. And they're backstage and whatever. And I just felt like this was a little off. Because I... I, my note says, like, am I tripping or is he being, like, creepy? Like, He's being creepy. It didn't really... Yeah, yeah. right? She was, he was I wrote down, like, pushy. why he all on her, like, up on her thigh and her knee like that? Like, I get what the point is. Like, you're trying to show us he's a hip-hop star. He can get women, whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't... It just... It was a little uncomfortable. Like, he, you're doing the most. If, you, if she really wanted to sleep with you, she was going to do it anyway. So, like, relax. Yeah. That was a weird scene because she was saying, like, that she'd never been with a man. And, yeah. But I was like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. Like, yeah. and then he kept calling her wifey for the night. So I was like, uh, okay. yeah. Was, uh. But that's confusing because <laughs> he's married. But I don't think he was married at that point. Because then what oh. the what the movie didn't do was didn't do well. I don't think, or maybe I just missed this. I might have been doing something else when they brought it up on screen did they show us how much time had passed from when him and alexis first met to when she shows up at his like show however much time later because it seemed like that had been like a year or two later he's back in her small maryland town doing like a club appearance or something and we find out then he's married but they never put like a time lapse graphic on the screen to show like a year later like two years later whatever you know yeah okay it makes sense i don't remember seeing that either 
Um, okay. But <laughs> people get married after a year of dating somebody. Some people do. Shit. I, mean, I don't, I don't know, but I'm I'm I am a fan of a decade of courtship, and then let's see about it. A decade. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? Ooh, a decade. That yeah, let's much. see about it. Let's mm-hmm. take our time. What are we rushing for? A decade goes by. I'm about. I'm getting kooky like Joan Carol Clayton, and I'm about to. Well, mess that's it not up. what you want to be like, Sydney. I know it's really not. <laughs> that's, why, that's why she was like that. <laughs> <laughs> but a decade? No, I'm not doing it. All right, seven years. That sounds okay. Okay, I'm young. I could do that right now. Right. Yeah. I just feel like a year is too. I've owned sweaters longer than I that. I think a year is that's that's a that's a short amount of time. Maybe in a year we could like yeah. get a fish together. Um, <laughs> a fish? <laughs> <laughs> Why even a dog? No, because a dog is too much. Because if we break up, like that's 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 like a custody battle. At least with the fish, you know, whenever something happens, the, the fish is fair game. Like it's whatever you can get the damn fish. <laughs> I don't care. Y'all gonna be toting that bitch in a Ziploc bag every yep. other week. Every- <laughs> Bring the fish to the park, like I said. <laughs> you drop them in. I just imagine <laughs> angrily just pouring the fish into a fish tank. And go, <laughs> so I'll be back in a week. <laughs> you going to your daddy house this week? <laughs> yeah. That's um okay. That took a that took a left turn, but. Uh, apparently he's met a woman and got married in that time mm-hmm. now the only other pertinent thing that happens before she goes crazy is that she runs into a a, a gold digger in the bathroom who's trying to who get happens with him. to be we got it we gotta mention my girl masika she was the gold digger in the movie who she had a few lines but masika delivered those lines who is masika <laughs> From Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> Fetty Wap's baby mom. Love and Hip Hop Hollywood? Yeah. She I was on watch season that. one. You, watch that. you watched season one of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Nine. You didn't watch it? Maybe that was Serena. No, I, was sure didn't. About that I watched okay. it by proxy through you. Oh, that's what it, okay. I would just tell you what happened. Yeah. But yeah, Masika, she was on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Oh. And I think she was also a video girl. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, good for her. I didn't think she did that good in this scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was so I was so taken aback when the main character, I guess the antagonist in this movie, mm-hmm. like knocks her out the head. <laughs> I that's said, oh, well, shit, that escalated quick. And that's a good point because they never really established that the two of them knew each other until later on in the movie. So it just seems like she randomly heard homegirl talking about getting with Dom D in the bathroom and then put a brick to her skull. Yeah. <laughs> like it just knocked her what out. What the hell? <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, and that's pretty much how the movie goes. Yeah. The first 30 minutes of the movie are all mm-hmm. action with no uh like uh, <laughs> like it it was just jarring escalations of actions. Yeah. And then the remaining hour of the movie is pure exposition. Yes. <laughs> what accurate. type of shit is that? That's accurate. 
there's just clumps and clumps of scenes where they just sit down and explain something about, <laughs> about way a while ago. We get a flashback it. scene from Domdi and his wife. Why? <laughs> and we didn't even know they were married until the flashback scene, though. Like, it, it, it never really... <laughs> I guess to, you know, yeah. show that they were really in a loving and committed relationship. And, you know, mm. Dom D wasn't just this rapper persona that he puts on, but he was this sensitive man who met his wife uh, during an interview when she was interviewing him and now they're living yeah. happily ever after and she's going to fight like hell to find him. But see, we didn't need that because we already understood that he was actually not a player in the club because he was leaving the club early, remember? That's true. The, his manager was like, all these hoes in here. He was like, man, these women is not for me. I'm going right. home to my That's wife. True. You know, I, so better we didn't need that. that. Yeah, they should have did a montage of the year. So one, showing Lexi get crazier as, you know, time went mm-hmm. by, he never called her back. And then two, showing Dom D meet this other woman and fall in love. And then we end up, you know, however much time later in the club and they cross paths again. That should have been yeah. a better placement of that, yeah. that footage would have been like that. Oh my God, I have something bad to say. What? Sid. What? Fatal Affair was better than this. <laughs> <laughs> It was. It was. It was so much better than this. You're right. But, I mean, Fatal Affair also had a Netflix check. What you just described is... (laughs) You just described, yeah, we should have already knew about their past, and then we see the new life that he has developed, and then he just slips into this. That's kind of the Fatal Affair. Yeah. Hmm. Well, mm. forget all the stuff we said on that episode about Fatal Affair. It was clearly a better movie than we originally <laughs> thought. And we're mm-hmm. actually we can't give it that much credit because the director was a white man. That was our our, oh, okay. our biggest gripe. So it's fine, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, shout out to me along and Omar Epps. Y'all did that. Sydney, hey, can I have a moment? You got sixty seconds. I don't even need that much. And I do mean, shout out to you, Miss Long. You know, I'm still waiting to hear back. I really am. Um, But I am patient, so I can't wait. (laughs) You just let me know. (laughs) Okay, that's all I need to say. Thank you for extending the platform for um, other uses. (laughs) For thirst. You're welcome. (laughs) That's not thirst. That's not thirst. That is, it's adoration, really. Okay, sure. We You're use a synonym. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, this I, I think you called like you hit it on the head. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think this movie mm-hmm. would have been more engaging and more entertaining yeah. if they had focused on Dom D and his wife's relationship. Like had they like they should have made the arc um that he was a no good guy and as soon mm-hmm. as he like, you know, he was just fucking these hoes or whatever rappers like say (laughs) and as soon as he you know is trying to settle down he's Uh this woman is trying to pull him back in and they should have did like obsessed where like she's trying to re-seduce him and then they build up to her snapping snatching the movie shouldn't have been trying to be like this rescue mission for him because they didn't do that well it should have been like him trying to get away from and we never 
I that was one of my biggest like gripes with the movie because I could never fi- figure out how much time had elapsed, like from him and Alexis meeting to her deciding to kidnap him after he ignores her. And that decision it seems like it happened within like ten minutes because she gets to the club, he pays her no mind, yeah. she goes to the bathroom, knocks a girl out, then kidnaps him. Um, and does she just carry a syringe of poison with her yeah. at all times? Yeah. Another thing, that she, we get she's a nurse. They they do establish that fact about uh, Alexis' character. She is a nurse and she has access to this kind of stuff. But she just came to the club knowing he wasn't gonna pay her no mind and had a damn tranquilizer yeah. needle in her or clutch. You just keep it on her like that. that what? <laughs> she kept the blammy on her. All right, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. Thank okay, you. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, but then even yeah. to find out, like, how long did she even have Dom D locked up in her in her house? Was it a couple days? It seemed like his wife showed up, you know, to her house immediately. Maybe like a day or so after she kind of started to put pieces together that he may be there. And then the next day, mm-hmm. and this is another thirty minutes later, we find out that uh, she does in fact know where Dom D is, and she rescues him. It, the time, the, mm-hmm. they didn't do a good job with that. I do want to talk. Yeah, I have positive things to say about the movie. Mm-hmm. I think I know where you're going. Funniest person in this movie. Yes. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. Is Mr. Darius McCrary. Eddie Winslow. <laughs> Eddie Winslow. He co- like, I feel like they let him, they let him decide what his character's voice was going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He has some yeah. funny lines in this movie. He did. It, for a very unfunny movie, he has some funny lines. <laughs> he was honestly the bright spot in all of my notes. One of the things when he told her, I'm sorry, girl, I didn't really want to have to snatch all this black girl magic from you, but this something I have to do. <laughs> drop the gun. <laughs> drop that the gun. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I thought he was, he was, I, I was kind of, my eyes are glazing over a little bit at that point in the movie because mm-hmm. it just kept lulling out. Um, you remember yeah. also in this movie I'm about to refer, um, 24 Hour Love. Oh, he was in like the last five minutes. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. in that scene, in that movie, the scene where Lynn Whitfield had the blicky in the oh. <laughs> parts. <laughs> yeah. How it kept just like building up and then the music would die down and she would just uh-huh. do some more talking. Yeah, that's the that was the cadence of these scenes in the end. There was no big fight like you were saying. I wanted a big grand fight like Beyonce fight. and that white bitch and obsessed. Yes, <laughs> I wanted to see somebody ass get knocked down. I mean, because <laughs> one thing, because I'm I'm gonna tell you, I am on. I, I'm obviously a member of the Beehive, but like if it's one thing Beyonce did in Obsessed was act, okay, oh and goodness, she is. did it well. And I was expecting... She did. She did. You can't say she didn't. You... Here's why. Let's take a brief side note. Let's uh-huh. <laughs> let's take a brief side sidebar here. Here's mm-hmm. why I agree with you, is that Idris Elba is, is a very trained actor. He's a good actor. Yeah. And I think in the, the scene where Beyonce kicks him out of the house mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie, mm-hmm. I think Idris Elba, the man, yeah. was honestly struggling to like match the acting chops of the queen in that scene because she really brought it in that scene 100% (laughs) agree yes because when he goes where am I supposed to go Sharon 
and Beyonce. To hell! Or the Four Seasons, if you're lucky. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I said, oh, Beyonce. Where's that was her good. Oscar? So for that reason, I agree. <laughs> I agree. She okay. did do what she needed to do in that she movie. She did that. She did that. Ooh. A good, uh, back from the sidebar, a good barometer for how, for for what we think the quality of a movie is, it generally mm-hmm. goes, we love it so much, we can't stop talking about it. The episode ends up being an hour long. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> right in the middle, we're so lukewarm about it, we talk about every other movie. <laughs> While we're trying to review this one movie. That's where we're at now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the the last notch on the, the scale one. is we hate it so we, much, we can't stop talking about it. And the episode's an hour long. Yeah, how, how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> Good for a fanatic. You're right in the middle. Uh, you know, you don't tip the scale mm-hmm. either way, which could be a good or bad thing. But, you know, you didn't ruin the episode. So good for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the at the end of the day, um, the movie kind of ends on a cliffhanger of sorts. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause I'm t- is it okay if I describe it or would you like to? Please, no, I, I really want you to, because is there gonna be a fanatic too? That's my question. <laughs> and I really want you to describe how the movie ends. <laughs> So this is how, because this is what what I'm laughing at is that <laughs> this is exactly how I would have ended a movie if I was like writing a movie in the tenth grade. Like <laughs> exactly how I would have ended this movie. This kind of remember so, in the fifth grade when we had to write um, for Black History Month when we had to write our different like slave narratives and um, I didn't I remember, do that. That was in sixth grade. <laughs> oh, okay, that was in sixth grade. We had to do that. Well. One of our classmates, hers, her shit was fire. And she kept adding to it, like, post-assignment. And it was, like, a whole volume of just, like, <laughs> a series of trying. It was it was kind of, like, due north. Who was that? Secure. She bit me. She 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 bit off me. Because in fifth grade, I circulated a comic strip <laughs> while we was doing, like, in the end of the school years. I can't I really validate that because it, it, it didn't get to me. And I think I was... I was you weren't that. my demographic. You weren't my demo. Oh. Um, it was oh, okay. mostly for the boys. And Danielle oh. read it. I remember she was in my homeroom. <laughs> Danielle, Danielle did read my comic strip. <laughs> you can tell I said that. I remember uh, that. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, she well, bit well, me. Back- this girl you're talking about. <laughs> Nevertheless, so... The movie ends this way. They find him and everything's okay. He is healed and he's mm-hmm. better after, for some reason, being triaged in the same hospital room as his assailant. That yeah. was weird. <laughs> Why did they have them in the same room? Why would you do that? The anyway, budget was limited. So he's you good. <laughs> You're right. Maybe they didn't have enough time in the location or something. Mm-hmm. But so he's better and everything's looking up. You got the uh, uh, bright, sunny day, like color grading so clearly everything's fine the wife yeah. picks up the phone and mm-hmm. who was on the other phone on the other line alexis the kidnapper <laughs> and I, the last word of the movie is bitch <laughs> <laughs> like you, this ain't the last of me bitch or something like that no and she the goes movie i'm the wifey off. bitch that's how it ends oh god that's what she said yes that's what she I'm wifey bitch. Bitch. Oh. Ooh, yeah. 
which is also because we're fans. We are, you know, faithful consumers of black culture. Mm-hmm. And so we're always looking to bring other um pieces of like relics of our culture in for, you know, comparison and conversation, like in yeah. conversation with another work of art, we have to look at Miss Countess Fawns. <laughs> I'm wifey. You have to look at that in order to fully understand this because as my mm-hmm. AP literature teacher told me in 12th grade, yeah. No artist created in a vacuum. It's Ooh. all about the context, the time, the place, mm-hmm. and the culture. Mm. And that is why we are talking about this movie. <laughs> Let's just give a moment uh, to Miss Countess Vaughn. I hope you're doing well, sis. Um, you know, you you we have been proven time and time again why you are a gem to the culture and your contributions we do not take lightly. So thank not you. even a little bit. Not even a little bit at all. So shot you're right. Mm-hmm. That is a perfect tie-in. Now, Sydney, I have to ask you a question. This is fun. I'm I'm really interested to hear it this week. Yeah. Sid. Who came to act in the movie Fanatic? <laughs> this I'm excited to share. Number one, because when this person came up on the screen and gave this monologue, my note immediately was, oh, they came to act, and I put period. Um, so it was it was that simple. I didn't have to sleep on it like I usually do. I didn't even have to really think about it for real. This week's Who Came to Act Award is going to Mr. Darius McQuarrie. <laughs> he came to act. <laughs> All right. Look, I accept that because he's the only person, other than I'm wifey bitch, he's the only person whose lines yeah. I remember from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I think he did a good job. This is a great thing, and this is why the Who Came to Act was so revered in the in the film community. You know, mm-hmm. is because he's we've watched um, at least two movies where he's been in it, and that's what we are not biased here. We, if all. you do it good, we're going to give you the award. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And a cool opportunity. He, he didn't serve it in 24-hour love, but in this one, he got this one. He got it. He got it for me. Um, so, Mr. McQuarrie, congratulations. Um, your award will be in the mail. <laughs> That's your neighbors? <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, I heard, uh-oh. Okay. A lot of people play, is it fireworks or is it gunshots in their neighborhoods? I don't because uh-huh. it's always gunshots. But I I have to play, they playing or they fighting. <laughs> so I have to. Yeah, that was a little ambiguous. I couldn't tell. Right? I have to stop and wait for somebody to laugh. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. They playing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'll cut that out. <laughs> All right, you got anything else on this movie, Fanatic? Um, no. You know what? We're gonna keep an eye out for Fanatic Two, the sequel, um, because I thought um, Alexis was dead, so that was an interesting turn of events to see because she got <laughs> shot too. That happened. Um, so mm-hmm. if that does come to fruition, maybe we'll you know review that one and see what updates were made. Okay. Well, cool. 
Um, I ain't got nothing else either. Oh, great. Well, we can end it right uh, here. All right. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, if you see it five stars right now, just click all of them for us. Feel free to join in on the conversation. You can find us on Twitter at TNCCPod. And check us out on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. And that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. Why do you insist on <laughs> being that? Wasn't that great? That was awesome. I'm going to see if I can get some. Yeah, give me some drums or something. Like some African drums like they did in um, uh, A Raisin in the Sun to play. When you know she came back with her African man. And I want that. I need to watch that. I just remember that always coming on um, on BET, and I would yeah. be like, "The one the with Diddy, P- right?" Yeah, yeah, I was. What the hell is P Diddy got going on? I'm gonna tell like, you one thing about that. Diddy came to act in a Raisin in the Sun. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right it's now. Record the breaks because I'm putting this at the end of it. So. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs>